This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. This podcast on 97.3 The Fan is brought to you by Hamul Casino, San Diego's closest casino. Real close, real friendly, real fun. Welcome to the happy hour. Tony Gwynn Jr., Matt Scraby Crisello has left the building on his way to Vieyas Arena to call the Lady Aztecs as they take on Grambling yes. tonight. Yes. Looking to go, uh, what, 5-1? and one for Yeah, the first, they have a really good start. First time since 07, uh, according to, to Chris. Of course, the Aztecs men's ball club, basketball club, uh, takes on Arizona tonight. And what should be a, a terrific game, number 17 versus number 14. Aztecs won, I thought, in, in pretty Decisive manner last night against uh, the Ohio State Buckeyes, who were also three and zero going into last night's ball game. Uh, the Aztecs were able to take care of business uh, against uh, I, one of the, one of the tougher opponents they faced this season so far. And um, as I said, it was very impressive. A good win for the Aztecs. Um, we saw an Aztec team that you know showed a, a, a little bit different. Um, offensively than we've seen in the past. They won 88-77 to in last night's ball game. And um, at one point, um, it felt like, from an Aztec perspective, that the referees were keeping the, the Buckeyes in that game. <laughs> I keep hearing this. I mean, the Aztecs <laughs> pushed it to like 15, 16 points, and um, all of a sudden, second half came, and, and whistles were being blown every possession, and Seemed like they were always on the Aztecs. They had a bogus, flagrant call, or excuse me, bogus flop call. See, that, I saw that. The, I didn't the flagrant see call was was legit, even though uh, Matt Bradley didn't like shove anybody. When somebody's in the air, and even it's if it's the slightest push, it yeah. can be dangerous. So I didn't have a problem with that one. But the flop call, and in, in college basketball today, if an umpire deems that you flopped, it's an automatic technical foul. And you get the ball back. Um, and why is it such a harsh penalty? I don't know. It used to be a warning. I don't know why that wasn't sufficient enough, right? Because you give the warning, you're probably not having to do it again. And then start calling personal fouls. But flopping, that seems like a really harsh penalty. It, it, it does. And, you know, fortunately for the Aztecs, uh, they have uh, enough firepower on offense that they were over, able to co- overcome it. Ohio State got the, the lead to about four. And then within 40 seconds, the Aztecs pushed it to 12. And that's something that I don't remember ever really seeing an Aztec team do in my time, um, really paying a ton of attention to this uh, this hoop program. 
I turned on the game last night and I saw that they hadn't scored. And obviously, I mean, I wasn't worried or anything like that. But I turned it back to the 49er game, watched like a drive or something, came back, and all of a sudden the, the Aztecs have 20 points on the board. I couldn't believe it. And then every time I turned it back, it was more and more and more of a lead for them. And this is just what we've seen from them so far. Mark Ziegler is... Like, he is a straight shooter as it gets when you're talking about San Diego sports and especially San Diego State basketball. He's very excited about this team. Yeah, no, and we got that sense talking to him even before the season started. Yeah, yeah. And you're right. Mark isn't one that's going to um, hype something that's not worth being hyped. Uh, but this team, this ball club is deep. Yeah. Uh, and that's the thing that stood out in, in yesterday's ball game was – um, the bench, the bench was spectacular for the Aztecs, and when you can bring um, Adam Seiko off the bench, you bring in a, a guy like Micah Parrish off the bench. Uh, uh, Jaden Ladee had a—he's a presence, man. Not only is he a presence down low with a back with his back to the basket, uh, but can knock down the J a little bit too from from the perimeter. And so, um, those are—don't uh, uh, let me forget about Arap as well. Yeah. His his ability to kind of do a little bit of everything, the dirty work uh, that it takes. Um, I mean, listen, off the bench for the Aztecs, you had Seiko, he was 5 of 6 from the field. You had Parrish, he was 6 of 8 from the field. Uh, Ladee, he was only 2 of 6, but his presence was felt uh, from a rebound standpoint, defensive standpoint. Um, and then Arap was uh, two of three from the field. Yeah, but, and, and you know what else they did well yesterday? They shot free throws well. Oh, yeah. That's something oh, that has yeah. been a bugaboo uh, for this ball club. They they shot, what, 80% from the free throw line as a ball club. That's going to win you games. That's going to win you a ton of games. That's how you keep leads from dwindling. Because as the game goes along, teams are going to foul. They're going to put you on the line. And if you can't knock down free throws, those are basically empty possessions, and the team can kind of cut the lead, and the Aztecs didn't do that last night. When we talked to CBS Sports' Matt Norlander last week, he was he was saying he's really excited about Matt Bradley because he's not he doesn't have to be the guy. That was, he can be the guy who is a support yeah. guy, but he can also take over a game if he needs to. So it's just nice to have someone like that. You, you know who else we didn't talk about in the open of the show that I think is a, was a real big difference, but it was Lamont Butler. Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, at the at the guard position, he was a plus fifteen uh, for the Aztecs last night. That was the highest uh, of any of the starters in the game. One of three from three point land, six of twelve from the field. Uh, he just does so many things to kind of just keep this offense even keel. Yeah. And you mentioned Matt Bradley last year. It felt like. When the offense needed a bucket, it had to go it to Matt going Bradley, through him. and the other team knew it had yeah, to go yeah. through him. Yesterday, he goes six of eleven from the field, um, two of, excuse me, four of six from three point land, um, and none of the shots seemed like they had to be forced. It all came within the flow of the offense, and uh, that's as Chris mentioned before he left. That is part of the reason why this team is different. They are so deep. From you know one through what nine guys played last night, significant minutes. Look at listen to these minutes that were played yesterday. Uh, twenty one, twenty three. Lamont Lamont Butler led the way with thirty one minutes, but twenty three for Tremel. Uh, you had eighteen for Matt Bradley, who got into a little bit of foul trouble, so he had to sit down. Twenty one for Seiko, twenty two for Parrish, twenty for Ladee. 
seventeen for a rock. That is a well rested team. That's a team where you can basically bring in a second unit, yeah, plus one that's already on the floor, and not miss a beat. And that's in these huge. tournaments, they they never play back to back games unless it's uh, later in the year. But in these tournaments, like the Maui Invitational, they're going to play sometimes three, four games in a row. So. You need some of those guys to be rested. And I was talking to my friend last night. It's They beat Ohio State convincingly, and I think that we knew that was probably going to happen. But how good does it feel now when you play a team like Ohio State, being a San Diego State fan, and you just don't feel like it's going to be a blowout? You know, your your team's going to get blown out. You feel like they have a chance, and now they even feel like they're the best team on the court. This feels like the... uh... That you know that next level that yes. we've been talking about yeah. for the asking. Now listen, it, we're only you know we're only five games into the season, so we probably <laughs> we need, to pump, the we need to pump the brakes a little bit. But um, to this point, I don't think there's a lot to be to be disappointed about. Hopefully, when we come when when these guys get back from Maui, we can get some of these guys on to talk about the trip. Hopefully, the trip ends up in a championship somehow. Uh, with the remaining teams they face are all going to be ranked opponents. You got Creighton and Arkansas playing right now. They will play if the Aztecs can get past Arizona tonight. They will play the winner of this game, or they'll play the loser of this game should they not. And you know it'd be nice to have some get back on Creighton who knocked us yeah. out of the uh, NCAA tournament last year. Yeah, whoever wins, I mean, both of them are undefeated. Creighton and Arkansas. So I mean, this is just a good tournament for San Diego it State really to be is. getting in to begin with. I mean, just think when we started the season, we looked at this schedule, and you know you were hopeful that you could get there. What three and one or th- uh, two and one? Yeah, three and one. Yeah. Um, instead, you go there undefeated. You win your first game. Now you got a chance to like really, and Chris said it before yesterday's game. the The Aztecs went out in this. They're going to be a probably a top ten team when it's all said and done. They would have had to knock off at least one top ten team. Which uh, oh Arizona's fourteenth, right? Arizona's fourteenth. Still, I mean, if but they if they, they win it, off, they're yeah. going to have to beat either Creighton or Arkansas, yeah, who's nine or ten. So, I mean, I I went to this Maui Invitational years lo- ago. This is on my this is on my. You have to list. go because the gym is tiny and it's hot. And I went the year that Duke and Kansas played. It was Kirk Heinrich and uh, uh, Jay Williams was playing. Carlos Boozer was playing for Duke. Oh man! So we were like front row. I mean, every seat's front row, but we saw some great players. And what that's made just you go the, to that? What? What made you go? Oh, my dad wanted to go. Oh, your dad's, it, your dad's a hoop fan. He loves basketball, so he's like. You're going to go with me because I need someone to go with. And I was like, okay, fine, Dad, I'll go. Oh, you and didn't want to go? I mean, yeah, I go to Hawaii for free. And, I was about and, to say, fool. And it was awesome. It's a but, vacation at the very least. That just shows you how great this tournament is. It's been um, it's been around for a long time. What was the school? Is it Sh- Sh- Shamanon? Shamanon. <laughs> they used to host they it all the time. But all they would the also play, and they would just get crushed every single year. That's every a good year. Point. Yeah. And now they're not playing anymore. But, um, Real quick, Chris called. We're, we're going to play rate the radio call. Real quick, of uh, Chris calling the Aztecs women's game from November eighteenth. It was against Portland. This was the uh, walk or the, yeah the walk off uh, layup. Okay, there we go. By Sophia Ramos. Yes, uh, Gavin called in earlier and congratulated Chris on his great call. So we pulled it up. Here is Chris if you Ello. hadn't listened, if you haven't heard it yet. Here's Chris Ello on the call. Four seconds. Ramos pops open with one, puts it up. It's good! Will it count? Ramos banked it in. 
I know the clip is a little short. Well, it's because a little they short. This leaves more to be desired. It there. does leave more to be desired. Now, if I'm going to rate that, it's going to be like at least a six because he didn't tell me where she was on the court. <laughs> 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 but I can't fairly and accurately judge this clip because it was too short. Right. He might have. He might have cleared it up as he was talking about banking a shot. You know, Chris. If you know Chris, like I know Chris, you know. All of that was going through his head at the oh, time. Oh, yeah. Like he's I, probably thinking, oh, if I don't say this right, Scraby's <laughs> going to find out. He's going to put it online, and then we're going to be talking about it one day. And here we are talking, talking about, about it Chris giving up, uh, you know, not telling us where she is on the court. So that was that was fun. I mean, this Chris has never been this excited. I mean, he's he's always excited about Aztecs basketball, but you can tell this team is good. Yeah, no, he he certainly uh, has got a little bounce in his step. He does um, about the 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 women Aztecs uh, hoop team. So uh, good luck to them tonight, taking on Grambling, looking to go four and one for the first time. Uh, five since, and one, excuse me, five and one since two thousand and seven. So uh, hopefully they can get that victory. All right, let's step away, take a break. When we come back, we've got a uh, different version of good, bad, and the ugly. We'll call it. World Cup style. <laughs> More going to Chris on the way. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage, to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did-we-just-hit-a-million-orders stage. Shopify is here to help you grow, whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits. Shopify helps you sell everywhere, from their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify has got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 15% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. And sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. And Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24-7 help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash odyssey podcast all lowercase go to shopify.com slash odyssey podcast now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in shopify.com slash odyssey podcast 
Back in the Odyssey Palace here on 97.3 The Fan. I'm Scraby. That's Tony Gwynn Jr. Word. Chris is down at Viejas Arena about to call a game between the San Diego State women's basketball team and Grambling. So he is out for the rest of the show. This is actually our final show of the week, Tony. We are taking tomorrow off and uh, we'll be obviously taking Thursday and Friday off. Back with you on Monday. Are you going anywhere for Thanksgiving? No. No. Oh, that was quick. Yeah, no. Hosting at your house? I've gone a lot of places this year, so I would like to stay home. For, for Thanksgiving, did you uh, are you are you hosting this year or or who? What's the no, deal with your we're, Thanksgiving? We're a little broken up. My sister kind of messed everything up because she moved to Maryland, and oh, so yeah. that's a, that's fine. you know you know some of my fam is going up there. I think my mom, few cousins are coming to my house, um, but it's a pretty relatively small get together compared to what my family normally oh does. man so, my, my family back in the day we would have like at least 50 60 people it was insane that's how that's how when my when my dad was around i don't know that i had a thanksgiving or <laughs> christmas without 50 60 Everyone. people yeah everybody was was around that's so weird too because it's the end of the i mean your dad just ended his season Probably for the most part, but you know what? These this was my dad's favorite time of the year. Thanksgiving and Christmas were like his joints. Like he looked forward to it a lot. Was he was he the uh, turkey carver? No, no, no. No, nah, you know he did carve the turkey. He carved tar- probably carved the ham more than he did. Oh, the turkey. okay. Because I know my dad will get furious <laughs> if someone carves the turkey that's not him. Nah, my dad wasn't like that. But he enjoyed. Uh, this is, my dad was a, a very family oriented person so this was like his time of year more than any other holidays we had he would be upset these days i feel like we just skipped thanksgiving tell me about it i mean it went from halloween to to christmas Christmas. there's no thanksgiving anymore my wife is like wanting to put like hold up (laughs) thanksgiving first before we can start pulling out christmas no joke what's going on don't disrespect thanksgiving like that there's commercials that will show them doing thanksgiving things but in the background it's all christmas it's like it's like a Christmas commercial during Thanksgiving. I yeah. don't understand it. We we move we move way too fast in society in general now, and I think Thanksgiving has been a uh, kind of like some the the throwaway because I of that. don't get it. I mean, it's been one of the biggest holidays as far as I can remember. But now Halloween and then Christmas is the weirdest thing. You know, you know what it is you don't get anything on Thanksgiving. You know, don't get any. You know, all you get yeah, is you food. You just get fat. You just, <laughs> you just get, get fat. You just get food. Yeah. So everybody just you wants get to skip food, it. and you get into fights with your family. That's what happens. Yeah, there are certain things you just should not talk about around the dinner table. Yeah. No. That, that's that's very true. That's very true. Oh man, back in the day, I had some fun at Thanksgivings as a as a drinker, as a, as, a legal drinker, as a drinker. He says. Uh, should I tell my most embarrassing story of all time? I don't know. It's your most embarrassing yeah, story. Uh, now that you? I brought it up, I should. So, All right, here we go. This was back in like 2008, 2009, something like that, uh, when I was a heavy drinker, and I was at Thanksgiving with my family. I got into the jacuzzi. Oh, my Lord. This drank is, about, do you really want to keep going this Yes, far? drank about 17 gin and tonics in the jacuzzi, got out, don't remember any of this, but I decided I was going to change out of my bathing suit into my shorts, like, but do it like with the towel on, like I was changing, like I was surfing or something. You know how they do that? Where yeah, they, yeah, 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 yeah. they surfer change, I call it. Yeah. So the house that we were at had a bunch of big windows and all the lights are on Gosh. outside. I don't remember this at all, but apparently when I was changing into the shorts, <laughs> my towel fell. <laughs> apparently you don't remember none of this. I don't. I actually don't. Uh, oh, and, um, I, 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 I showed everyone everything. <laughs> 
in my family. That's at least what, 30 uh, people. What'd you say? Seven gin and tonics? 17. 17. 17. Yeah, that's 17 gin and tonics to get you there. So I woke up the next day. I'm like, man, what happened last night? And I went up to find everybody. And they're all like, man, it was cold last night, wasn't it? <laughs> <laughs> Couldn't figure out what the heck they were talking about, Tony. Couldn't figure it out until someone let me in on what I did the night before. Note to self, don't drink 17 gin and tonics. Note to self, just don't be an alcoholic like I was. Or um, that. Yeah, that was that was, that was was good times. This hour at 97.3 The Fan is brought to you by CalHope. For free mental health vi- help, for free mental health help, visit calhope.org. So Tony said before the break, we're going to do a little bit of a good, bad, and the ugly here, but we're going to do a World Cup edition, and I know there's only been a few games, so we might not fill out all nine spots of the good, bad, and the ugly. I'm going to start with our two good games. First game has got to no be, music. You got to have some music for this. This isn't going to work without me. There we go. First game is in the good category. Has to be Saudi Arabia beating Argentina 2-1. Massive upset earlier today. Tony showed me a video of some of the Saudi fans going absolutely insane. They were so excited they broke a door and then they didn't care about the door and they threw the door out of the place. The it cold was part was it they didn't even it was almost like they smoothly took it off the hinges cuz yeah. you don't even notice the door like being broken. It's no, just all, all of a sudden, sudden it's like, carrying it. Yeah. Yeah, and and then one of the people was jumping like 8 feet in the air. It was awesome. It was it was great to see. So that's the first good one. Saudi Arabia beats Argentina 2 to 1. The other one is going to be good for two reasons. England beats Iran 6 to 2. And I say it's good because England put a, put up six goals on the board. But I also, I also think it's good, too, because the Iranian team actually protested against their own government before their match with England, and they refused to sing the national anthem. I don't know about you. That takes some serious courage and bravery. If you're, if you're dealing with the country of Iran and, and the uh, leadership, mm-hmm. it's a big, big move. For sure, yeah. That, you know, we don't we don't actually talk about it in this country as much, but there is major there are major problems everywhere. And Iran is I can't is it Iran or Iran? I think it's Iran. Iran. What? I don't know. You've confused me now. <laughs> yes, but I was Iran, but you know, it's just major problems. And for them to do that and on the world stage is pretty well, pretty it, brave, especially because uh, the FIFA body has been really like trying to levy punishments. I mean, they talked about giving yellow cards to guy to the to the teams that wore the love patch yep. on their shoulder. They They were threatened. They were threatened by that. Uh, I believe uh who was it? Was it England? It was one of the teams decide oh, Belgium. Yes. They decided late because they were threatened with penalties or red cards, yellow cards. Yep. Uh, that if they wore the patch out there, that that could be the consequences. Or they have elected not to wear it because of it. I think this is a bad move for FIFA. Ultimately, when it's all said and done, I, I don't, I, I don't get why they would do this and why they care so much. It's not like the uniforms are. It's not like they're running the NFL and they have a uniform. I mean, I'm sure they have a uniform policy, but why not? I mean, this was part of the the whole issue with one of the issues with having the World Cup mm-hmm. in Qatar. Anyway, Qatar, yes, you know, is that you know the uh, human rights element to this, the women's rights elements to this is a little faulty. It's, it's yeah, 
That yeah, a little false. A lot of false. That's why on this show we will bring up that stuff, but we also mainly stick to the scores too, because that's the fun part about the World Cup. So the bad category, let's start out with the Netherlands. They needed all of 84 minutes to score over Senegal. They got one more goal, so it was two to nothing, but too close for a team at plus 1,200s to win it all on the odds. I don't know if you saw this match, Tony, but Netherlands needed 84 minutes to score a goal in Senegal. Senegal is plus 8,000 to win the entire thing. Yeah, that's only because they're missing their best player. Mane, who got hurt right before, I mean, like, literally two days before the first match. Uh, otherwise, this this is about right where they should have been. But you're right, without him on the, on the pitch, uh, this was a little bit of a surprise that it was yeah. this close. Uh, another bad game from the World Cup. I'm just going to say it right now. These zero zero games, these nil nil games, are kind of lame. But you, you it's part of it. It's, it's part, part of it. Of soccer. It's part of it. I hate that they don't score at all. That's the only thing. If it's a one nil game, I'm fine because there is at least that one moment of scoring. If there's a lot of shots on goal too, I can handle a zero zero game. If there's excitement, but I'm just gonna say Denmark and Tunisia could care less about a zero zero. That's in the. Bad I didn't category. watch that game, so I can't speak to if there were shots on goal or any of that because it was. Quite early in the morning when they played that <laughs> Some one. of these are really early in the morning. We're talking like 2 o'clock starts, 5 o'clock start. The 8 o'clock start, I'm good with. I can get up that early. But uh, Shots on goal, Tunisia 1, Denmark 6. That's kind of a boring game. <laughs> shots on goal in soccer, though, is you could argue, you know, if you miss over the net or you miss wide, that's not considered a shot on goal. So does it have to like, hit it the goalie? It has to be or... like, blocked or scored. Or off the post. Uh-huh. That makes sense. Because shots itself was 11 for both teams. Right. Shots on goal. Oh, that makes sense. All right. I forgot to put this one in the good category. France beat Australia 4-1. to one. Now, another... Let's go to the ugly category. I know that we have a lot of people cheering for Team Mexico. They took on Poland today, and they went nil-nil. So, Team Mexico looking for its first goal along with Poland. Team Mexico dodged a, a bullet there. They really? had, they had a uh, penalty in the box. That was a questionable one. Um, but their brilliant goalie, Ochoa, with the PK save to That's keep it sweet. at 0-0. Zero, zero. I think in sports moments as an athlete, I think saving a penalty kick in a big moment like the World Cup would maybe be in the top five. For sure. Because you got to think, especially in the sport of soccer, I mean, you got like literally in in most countries, maybe besides ours, you got literally the whole country like watching this and oh, like, yeah. like cheering like Saudi Arabia right, was. Yeah, hundred percent. It shut down. They have a national holiday because yeah. of the the win. Just they they won a group game. That's how important <laughs> it is to them. <laughs> right. They did beat Argentina though. That's that is pretty amazing. <laughs> that is pretty amazing. Uh, all right, Ecuador and Qatar are in the ugly category. Qatar only had zero shots on goal. Yeah, they. they uh, they struggled. Yeah, they struggled. I don't even know why they're in there. I guess because the host country. But I don't think they had a soccer team until relatively recently. Makes sense, but it's crazy to, to, to be like, we're going to develop a soccer team in four years, and we're going to play <laughs> to in the fair, World I Cup. I don't know if it was four years, but I know they didn't have one that long ago. All right. Well, the final game in the ugly category has to be Team USA. I knew you were going to do blowing that. Blowing the game. Just completely ruining their chances at winning. They were holding the 1-0 lead. 
They gave it up at the end with that dumb penalty in the box. PKs. Matt, I believe Matt Hunter might be the goalie's name. I know his name's Matt, but he was good. He he kind of tipped the ball, went in the goal. They ended up 1-1 tie. That's a win that should have been in uh, the United States hands. Yeah, I, I mean this. They had an opportunity to win that game. Uh, they still got... What two, three more, two more games? Yeah, um, it won't get easy this next one. England is a is a handful to say the least. Just uh, got off scored six goals. I, listen, this this version of the USA team is young. I think they're the second youngest team in the tournament, um, and they got they got a talent. And you know, I think they're they're cutting their teeth right now on some international play at a very high level. I, I'm, I'm hopeful that they'll be able to figure this out. Uh, yeah, I am too. I, I'm excited. I mean, anytime that the United I thought they States played, is in there. I thought they played terrific in the first half, and it just seemed like they were playing not to lose the lead in the second half. And I don't know that that works. No. Not, not, Matt Turner yeah. is the oh, goalie's name. All right, it wasn't Matt Hunter. It was Matt Turner. Good. Right, at least I got the Matt right. So that is it for Hunter, the good, bad, the ugly. Turner. You were on the, you I was on, on the right you path. You were on the right path for sure. Uh, so that was the ugliest game of so far of the World Cup with the United States tying one to one. There it I'm is. I'm a very hard critic. The good, the bad, the ugly. C- Qatar with no shots on goal wasn't a worst game, apparently, according to me. <laughs> you just wanted to put the USA I in did. there, you jerk. I did. All right. We are going to head to our final half hour of the week. When we get back, we're going to hear from our guy, the great one, Sammy Lev. He joined us early, earlier in the show to talk about Nick Martinez. Uh, officially signing his contract with the Padres and some of the other free agency news. We'll have all of that when we get back on 97.3 The Fan. 5.39 into the happy hour. Man, you just didn't even I, like, I, fade the music no, down. I know. You just I, turned I, it off. No, I just clicked the fade out button and that was quick. Man, it didn't even fade. Uh, <laughs> Sam Levitt joined us earlier to kind of break down Nick Martinez's um, Zoom press conference as his three-year deal becomes official today. Uh, he will be in this Padre rotation to start, but there's some flexibility, as he talked about. We'll get to that here in a second, but first there's a little traffic. Odyssey is giving you a chance to win a trip to London to see Taylor Swift at the Eras Tour. It's Tay in the UK. Hey, it's Taylor. Just download the free Odyssey app, log in and listen to a participating station for a minimum of 60 minutes to get your daily entry. And you could win a chance to fly off to London with three friends and see Taylor. I can't wait to see you at the Eras Tour in London. For more, go to odyssey.com slash Taylor. Tay in the UK. It's on the Odyssey app. Thanks to Republic Records. This is a national contest. Sammy, welcome to the show, Sam. It's been a long time, brother. Tony, what's up? Chris, Gravy, great to be with you. Beautiful day here in San Diego. Can't get much better, right? No, I mean this is that's that's why we all. Sammy, live here. you made the right choice to come to America's <laughs> finest city. A smart move by you. Uh, I know, Sammy. It uh, sounds like Nick Martinez is officially three years. Uh, he's going to be a Padre for another three years. Uh, are you down at the press conference that was going down? Well, they had the press conference on Zoom, so oh, okay. it was a virtual go. press conference. But it was really cool to hear from Nick and, and get some background on why he decided to stay in San Diego, some of the the discussions and, and conversations that have uh, gone on as far as him 
you know, uh, working towards a starting role uh, in the rotation and, um, you know, the, the versatility he has. But it was great to hear from Nick. And, and first and foremost, he was asked about why he decided to stay in San Diego. And he was extremely complimentary of the fans. And you could tell how appreciative he was of the experience with this particular team, this group of guys, the fact that this Padres team has so many different core pieces coming back in 2023. And the sense I got was that this team and Nick, they want to run it back. And, and Nick wants to be here and be a part of this and uh, be a part of everything that's uh, happened in San Diego over the course of the last uh, year or so. So it was really cool to hear from Nick. And I, I think, uh, you know, I know you guys have talked about it at length. Um, it's a really good thing for the Padres and a number of different per- perspectives. Sam, is there any way you can get a sense, uh, you know, when, during the Zoom conference today from Nick Martinez, uh, you know, how much of a commitment they're going to make to him to be a starting pitcher? Because I'm assuming that as he looked in round in free agency, that would seem to me to be what he wanted the most was to get a chance to start. I, I know nobody can guarantee it, but it, it, do you get the sense that if he does a good job, he's going to be in the rotation next year? It, it sounded that way to me. You know, he didn't go out and say that, uh, you know, something like A.J. Preller has promised him a spot in the starting rotation next year. But it certainly sounded from what he said like he's going to be given that opportunity to start. And he, he should be, quite frankly, based on what he did for this team last season. But he also talks about the versatility and the contract and the unique nature of the contract some of the creativity that went in there as far as uh, the opt-outs and, and securing, uh, you know, money for his family. I mean, he, he really, uh, you know, kind of broke down the, the uniqueness of the contract and the creativity that went into it. So it, it certainly sounds like he is going to get a really fair shake to start, as he should. But he also talked about how the the experience he got as, as a late-inning reliever, those high-leverage situations, what he did for this team – in the second half of the year, how that can help him moving forward as a starter in a sense of finishing games and um, in, in a number of different aspects. So he didn't, you know, he didn't go out and say that there were any uh, promises or guarantees made, but it certainly sounded like from what he said uh, that he's going to be given that opportunity. And I think that's, you know, pretty much the expectation all the way around. And I think that's the beauty of having a guy like Nick Martinez back on this team and on this roster. It's that if you need him to start, we know he can do that. And, and, um, you know, I, I guess there's a best case scenario where he's in that rotation from start to finish. But, you know, if you need him in a different kind of role, we now have assurance based on last season that he can do a number of different things that do it in a, an extremely high level. Expand on that a little bit. Uh, Sam Levitt joins us here on the premier Chevrolet of Carlsbad fan hotline. Expand on the the um, the intricacies of this deal. Like, did he give you, you guys any examples of how this contract works versus whether he's a starter or whether he's a reliever? Uh, he, he didn't get into the super specifics of it. You know, he, he talked about the, the uniqueness of the contract. Um, and, you know, obviously it's been reported on that there are opt-outs and, and perhaps uh, different incentives based on, on what he does and, and the numbers he accumulates, which you totally understand because it, it may become a, a very different right. looking contract and, and money number if he is a starting pitcher, let's say, for three years 
with the Padres, which is certainly a possibility. So he didn't get into the intricacies of it, but he did talk about the, the unique nature of it. And I, I think I think the beauty of the contract, and, and when you talk about the opt-outs and some of the different incentives that are in there, is that it's a deal that I think works really nicely for both sides, right? Because if you're the Padres and you get a really high level of production from Nick as a starter, then I think you're happy to pay him that money. And, uh, you know, it also gives Nick some some freedom and, and creativity. Let's say if he's a starting pitcher this year and does really well, and um, it's a bet on himself, just like right. the original deal was that he opted out of. And that's something he was asked about as well, that idea of, of betting on himself again. And what I love about Nick Martinez, and I loved it throughout the year, and I, I loved hearing him talk again today, is he's just confident, and he's he's confident, but also has this team mentality. And he, he sort of echoed today what we heard all year, and that was a willingness to do whatever it took and take on whatever kind of role this team needed to try to win a World Series, and it still sounds like that. You know, does he want to be a starter? I would imagine, you know, and, and uh, certainly the contract is sort of uh, from what's been reported on structured that way. Um, but it's, uh, you know, I, I just think it's a good deal for both sides. And I, I like that Nick has confidence and bets on himself and has a willingness to do whatever it takes. And the, the other thing, guys, and this is something I, I talked about in a little Twitter video, you know, when it was uh, reportedly agreed on. What I like about it, too, is the postseason sense, yeah. right? And, and I think it's the same thing with Robert Suarez, too. You have now seen Nick Martinez perform in the postseason. And when you think about a postseason series, we know, you know, there, there are spots and situations where you may not use more than three starting pitchers. And somebody like Nick Martinez that can come out of the bullpen, can give you three, four, or more innings out of the bullpen in a big game, go through the lineup a couple of times, coming in more of a traditional setup role. I, I just think in a postseason sense for a team in the Padres that plans and hopes to get there again, has World Series aspirations, we've learned that somebody like Nick Martinez, not just in the regular season, whatever role he ultimately has, but also in the postseason is really, really valuable. We've yeah. seen that so many times from uh, so many different teams. So, to me, I, I really like the deal for, for all those reasons. Sammy Levitt is with us. He is one of the big reasons why the Padres found themselves in the NL Championship <laughs> Series this year. Make no mistake about it. Joins us here, the uh, pregame and postgame voice of Padre Baseball. Sammy, uh, what do you think about uh, Jose Abreu as a possible add at first base? And what do you make of the uh, report from our friend John Heyman that Padres could actually be in on a big-name shortstop, of course, with Fernando due to come back and Hassan Kim already there? Where do you think the Padres will go, should go, in terms of adding new free agents? Well, let, let's start on Abreu, because I think Jose Abreu would be a really nice fit for this team. You know, I, I feel like there are, you know, you, you could read his age of 35 and, and the easy reaction would be, oh, you know, he's, he's maybe at the tail end of his prime and, and the level of production isn't going to be what it's been with the White Sox. But guys, if you go look at Jose Abreu's numbers, I mean, he's been remarkably consistent yes. average-wise, on-base-wise, OPS-wise. The home runs were down a little bit in 2022, but for the most part, he's been a 25-30 home run player and 
What I really like about him and his track record, he stays healthy. Yeah. You know, you can go look at the numbers. It's 150-plus games year in, year out. And I think for a Padres team that could use some power at that first base position, I think from a, a power, a leadership perspective, having a veteran in DH first base spot, um, I, I think he's a really, really good fit on, let's say, a, a short-term, two-year right. Um, you know, take your pick what the money is, but you know, two year deal. That's... So I think Jose Bray would be a, would be a great fit. As far as the reports on the Padres possibly being interested in one of these great shortstops, and there are a handful of them on the market this year. Um, look, this this ownership, this front office has shown a willingness to a spend money, right, and two, go for it. And make a big splash. I mean, what what would we have said in April if if somebody would have come and came and told all of us that Juan Soto would be a Padre by August? Right? We probably would have said, "Well, there's no way that's happening because Soto's probably not getting traded, or you know, the Padres aren't going to do that because how could they sign a, another player right. long term? Obviously, you imagine they have those aspirations with Soto. Ultimately, I think it, look, it, it would be another big-time player on a big-time contract, if you're talking about the Trey Turners or whoever else is in that market. But this this front office and this team has shown a, a real willingness uh, to make splashes and spend money. And, and I'm not shocked that those ideas are being thrown around. Now, will they come to fruition? Who knows? You know, you, you guys have been following this team a lot longer than I have, quite frankly. And you know, I think you guys would, would agree that this is a different kind of Padres team and front office that has this um, willingness to do what it takes to go win a World Series. Now, what would that mean for a Fernando Tatis Jr., a Hassan Kim, a Jake Cronenworth? How would they fit in uh, a, a Trey Turner or, who, or whoever it is type piece into the puzzle? It's it's interesting, but hey, they've got a, they've got a lot of those questions to figure out even without that additional piece, right, of, of where does Fernando play, of, of what happens at first base, where does Jake Cronenworth go depending on where Fernando plays and where Kim would have to move to. And there are a lot of questions, but I'm, I'm not shocked by it. You know, I'm not shocked by the idea that, that there are big-time names that would require big-time amounts of money being discussed because th- this is what A.J. Preller has, has shown and this is what this front office has shown. And, you know, even though the farm system isn't as deep as it once was, there are still some some big-time prospects in there. And, and we know A.J. Preller is a, is a president of baseball operations that gets creative, right? Yeah. The Josh Hader deal came out of nowhere. I mean, there, there are a number of examples of it. You just never know with this front office. Uh, and I'm not shocked to hear uh, that, that, that there's a lot being thrown around uh, in those rooms right now. Yeah, Sam, I think uh, to your point, this is a different Padre team. And for that reason, I don't think that it matters what a guy like Jose Abreu's age is. The Padres are in a win-now right. mode. If it's a one-, two-year deal, I don't see a problem with that at all. And so no. uh, we'll we'll see how it falls. I didn't get a chance to tell you, Sam, great job uh, that you got that you did this during the year covering this ball club in your first season. I'm sure it wasn't easy getting used to everything, but you did a phenomenal job, my man. 
Thank you very much, Tony. I appreciate that. You and Jesse did a wonderful job as well. And yes, it was a whirlwind because I can tell you I, I'm still putting furniture in my apartment. <laughs> I just got a coffee table. I've got a standing desk that is going to become the what is that, uh, nine months later? radio network. Yeah, it, I'm, I got a standing desk that I got to put together. That's going to become the new uh, 97.3 The Fan Padres Radio Network morning uh, operation center <laughs> as I get ready for the for the shows every night. So I appreciate that, Tony. And, uh, you know, I, I, I think I told you this that at some point on air during the final uh, few games. But, you know, thank you, thanks to you and, and Jesse and everybody else for being so kind and so helpful to me throughout the season. It was uh, a pleasure. You made it easy, brother. Thanks for coming on. We'll catch up again soon. Absolutely, guys. Thanks so much. Sam Levitt there on the – Oh, sorry. I thought you were talking to me there, Scraby. Uh, that was Sam Levitt on the premiere of Chevrolet of Carl's Bad Fan Hotline. Yes, it was. Indeed. All right. Uh, save money the right way. Save money. I don't. I, I can't find it. It's not on. A, it's not on a thing. And so oh, I don't just read it off I don't, the top of my head. I don't, you know I have it memorized. Um, it's not on the thing, huh? No. It's not on the thing, hey? Uh, all right. Save money the Chevrolet right way. Chevrolet finally wins <laughs> with Premier Chevrolet of Carlsbad. That's all I know. That's Premier Chevrolet of Carlsbad. (laughs) Find your roots. (laughs) Once again, that was Sam Levitt. We'll talk to him a little bit more, a little bit closer to the winter meetings when we come back from this break. Scraby, what are you looking forward to most about Thanksgiving? Uh, I think I'm going to be able to see my nieces, and I think that's going to be great. Uh, We're in that place in life where material things don't really get to me anymore so i like to see people yeah, you don't get material things on thanksgiving though so i don't know why that applies they should just give us presents anyway <laughs> they should give us presents anyway but, but you're not, you don't like material things you look at you want to see people i've so. really contradicted myself you, you here have, in this last minute which but isn't anyway, anything new no no it's not what are you looking forward to uh considering i'm not dieting food <laughs> i know food I mac know. and cheese did you know math oh my gosh did you know matthew judon Cannot stand mac and cheese. I saw that, and it was disappointing on so many levels. It is that this guy was just disparaging, disparaging. mac and cheese. Disparaging, like it was, um, it was disappointing. How can you I don't, hate and, mac and, you know, and cheese? I don't, I don't like to make this about uh, race, but I don't know any black people that don't like <laughs> mac and cheese. So uh, that was that was quite uh, weird to me. Yeah, uh, but me yeah, too. I'm looking forward to mac and cheese. My mom's fried turkey. Mm. Uh, I know my cousin is 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 gonna come through with some ham. He's oh, gonna, nice! He's gonna he's gonna cook a ham. Oxtail? No oxtail. What? No, no. We we're keeping it small now. You know, Christmas time. Oh, oxtail. Oxtail. Okay. Big big way in a big way. Yeah, we yeah years ago we did a countdown of top favorite Thanksgiving foods. Tony said oxtail, and Chris and I have never forgotten it. Yeah, well, you guys need to get on board. Uh, all right, <laughs> uh, that's gonna do it for. Our last show of the week. We hope you guys have a safe and happy Thanksgiving. We'll catch you on the other side next week. Have a good night. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, 
You call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Odyssey is giving you a chance to win a trip to London to see Taylor Swift at the Eras Tour. It's Tay in the UK. Hey, it's Taylor. Just download the free Odyssey app, log in and listen to a participating station for a minimum of 60 minutes to get your daily entry. And you could win a chance to fly off to London with three friends and see Taylor. I can't wait to see you at the Eras Tour in London. For more, go to odyssey.com slash Taylor. Tay in the UK. It's on the Odyssey app. Thanks to Republic Records. This is a national contest. Hey. 